You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, and I'm flying solo this week, but wanted to make sure I brought you an episode, had to recap the Final Four and Championship Games. For two weeks, March Madness lived up to its name. We saw bracket-busting upsets, buzzer-beater wins, and drama-producing storylines. What started as 68 teams was reduced to the Final Four, four of basketball's Blue Bloods. Gone were the Cinderella double-digit seeds like St. Peter's. On Saturday night, the four teams gathered in New Orleans to see which two would advance to Monday's national championship game. Kansas easily took down Villanova to earn their spot. Then in the marquee game of the night, actually of the tournament, Duke met North Carolina in an epic matchup that saw Duke's head coach Mike Krzyzewski exit the stage and head into retirement. Here's a recap of the two games that set up the national championship game. First off, it was Villanova, the number two seed, 30 and 8 on the season, taking on number one, Kansas, 33 and 6. Kansas won 81 65. The Jayhawks were the only one seed to make the Final Four. They had an offensive performance to show why they are the top seed. They came out strong with a 10 0 run to start the first three minutes of the game and didn't look back after that. Villanova did come within six and seven points a few times in the second half but the Jayhawks went on a run at the end to put an exclamation point on the win. The last three times Kansas and Villanova met in the NCAA tournament, the winner of that game has gone on to win the national championship, which we know they ended up doing. David McCormick, Noche Agabahi were the offensive stars for Kansas with both scoring over 20 points. McCormick had 25 points and Agbahi at 21 Agbahi also went six of seven from the three-point line. The man could not miss. Jalen Wilson added 11 points for Kansas, and Christian Braun had 10 points. The thing that stuck out to me most in the first half was just the offensive firepower that Kansas had in this game, and it just seemed like Villanova just couldn't keep up. Kansas couldn't miss. Villanova couldn't hit a shot the first half. At least that's what it looked like, and that's what was happening. And also what really stuck out to me is that Kansas looked like a team that had been there before, seemed very poised, very comfortable, just relaxed, very locked in and focused, whereas Villanova kind of deer in the headlights, you know, not really sure what was going, going on. Of course, you know, the big jump that Kansas put on them, 10-0 early on, you know, that'll definitely knock the wind out of your sails early, but it just seemed like Villanova was kind of lost out there for quite a long time, not really sure what was going on, not realizing that they were in the Final Four, whereas Kansas was just locked and loaded from the tip. And then the second game of the evening had number eight, North Carolina, 29-9 on the season, taking on the Duke Blue Devils, who were 32-7. North Carolina ended up winning this game 81-77. This was the most heralded game of the tournament. The two arch rivals had never met, believe it or not, in the NCAA tournament. Duke won at North Carolina in the regular season. North Carolina returned the favor in the last home game for Coach K. Would the legendary coach get one more game, or would this be it for this 42-year career at Duke? The game was epic. The two teams were meeting for the 258th time in 98th time under Coach K. This was a back-and-forth game all night long. Neither team ever had a lead of more than seven points. Duke had a three-point lead at the half, 37-34. There were 18 lead changes and 12 ties in this game. In the end, North Carolina was able to pull away and get the win. Coach K ends with a career record against the Tar Heels of 50-48. and 48. Fun stat, North Carolina actually beat Coach K 
his first game coaching in college. Then they took him out, obviously, his last game at Camden a few weeks ago, and then they sent him off into retirement here in March Madness. For North Carolina, four starters ended in double-digit scoring. Caleb Love had 28, and he was the hero of the game with a huge three there with under a minute to play that put North Carolina in the lead for good. R.J. Davis had 18 points in the game, and to me, he was the big X factor that kept North Carolina in the game in the first half. Every time Duke got out to a little bit of a lead, Davis came down, hit a couple of big jumpers to cut the lead back down to four or two, just really doing a great job keeping the Tar Heels in the game because if it wasn't for him, I mean, Duke would have easily gotten out the double digits, and this game would have been long over even before halftime. Brady Manick had 14 points for the Tar Heels, hit some big threes down the stretch as well. Armando Baycott had 11 points, but 21 rebounds. Dude was an absolute beast on the boards, and as much of a beast as he was on the boards, it was even more impressive there at the end of the game with five minutes to go, rolls his ankle, which looked pretty bad, couldn't put any weight on it, had to be helped off the floor, Wasn't looking good, looking like he could be done for the night. And then less than a minute later, he's checking back in the ball game. And he said later on, you know, this is the most important game in the history of March Madness. He's like, there's no way I'm not going to be out there for my team. And so props to him for sucking it up, tying his shoe tighter, whatever he had to do. I'm sure he was still in a lot of pain, but he just put that aside, put his team first ahead of himself and ahead of his injury and just got back out there because without him, North Carolina doesn't really have any size. So um, props to him for getting back out there and just playing through that injury. Scores for Duke. Paolo Banchero was the leading scorer with 20 points. Trevor Keels came off the bench to add 19 points. And Wendell Moore Jr. added 10 more points. So just two, well, one really great game. You know, the Kansas-Villanova game, Villanova made it more interesting in the second half, for sure, coming all the way back. I mean, they were down by, I believe, as many as 18, for sure. Might have even got up to 20-point deficit, clawed all the way back to six. Made Kansas sweat just a little bit, but I don't think Kansas was ever too worried about it. But then the North Carolina game, just with all the lead changes. I mean, every time Duke went up a little bit, North Carolina came back. And then all of a sudden, North Carolina's got the lead. They go up a little bit, Duke fights back. And then they've got the lead. And it was just back and forth, back and forth. Some of the most exciting basketball that I've ever seen, ever witnessed. I just can't believe that they've never met before in the tournament. So I'm glad they were finally able to meet Coach K's last year. You know, you couldn't have asked for a a better storybook, you know, ending. Obviously, it didn't end the way he would have liked with a national championship going out on top. I mean, that would have been a perfect riding off into the sunset with a national title, but Duke gets knocked out. North Carolina moves on. Kansas moves on. And we come to Monday night. The great Kansas comeback as it will forever be known in the history books. It's about more than just one stifling 20-minute stretch of Jayhawks basketball. The championship Kansas captured Monday night traced its roots back to 2020 when the Jayhawks were a team that looked very much on track for the program's fourth national title. Instead, it was Kansas's come-from-behind 72-69 victory over North Carolina on Monday that brought that fourth championship banner back to Allen Fieldhouse. The Jayhawks insisted they'd share it with the 2020 team, too. 
It's partially one for them, said Coach Bill Self, who had just led Kansas to two of its four titles. Because I always thought the 2020 team was better, more equipped to do well in the NCAA tournament. They were led by Devin Dotson and first-round NBA pick Azabuki, who I had the privilege of calling some high school games with at the national championships for the NACA. That 2020 team was, in fact, a team built for a championship. It was headed for a top seed and the odds on favor to win it all. It was a team that never got its chance after the COVID-19 pandemic hit and wiped away the season. Most of the key players in Monday's title game, David McCormick, who had 15 points, Agbahi, who had 12, Braun with 12, and Wilson with 15 were on that 2020 team. The players who remained formed a poised veteran group that came into this game with a mind-boggling 973 games of college experience. You know, if any group was built to not lose its composure when things turned bad, this group might have been it. But boy, things sure looked bleak for the Jayhawks as the first half wound down. Led by a dominating inside game by Baycott and an 18-2 advantage in the second chance points, the Tar Heels ran off 16 straight points to take a 16-point lead. Kansas looked stuck in cement. This game was tied at 22. And then, yeah, Kansas went cold. The Tar Heels took off. So 16-point lead. Self used the long halftime break to calm things down and breathe some fire into his players. He tweaked the defense, getting J1 Harris Jr. to apply more pressure early to UNC ball handler R.J. Davis. Kansas clogged up passing lanes, forced the Tar Heels into rush shots, and boxed out. That led to more running and more fast-break points and turned a 16-point deficit into a 6-point lead with 10 minutes left. So literally in 10 minutes, they had the lead, which was incredible. When it was over, Kansas held on and completed the biggest comeback in title game history, surpassing Loyola Chicago's 15-point rally against Cincinnati in 1963. With a group of guys as experienced as this and been around and knowing each other so well, it's kind of hard to see us get rattled. This was from Kansas forward Mitch Lightfoot, who was in his sixth year of college. Coach had a great message for us, and he challenged us to be better and have more pride. COVID-19 hurt Kansas last season, too. Some players fell ill right as the tournament approached. The Jayhawks went into Indianapolis as a number three seed, but left after only two games, the second of those a humbling 34-point blowout loss to USC. They added Remy Martin, a transfer from Arizona State, but the rest of the group stayed the same. Martin turned into a key sixth man for the Jayhawks. On Monday, he found his shooting touch and scored 11 of his 14 points in the second half. They've always kept me going, and they've always given me confidence, said Martin, who struggled with injuries early in the year. I couldn't ask for a better group. The other guy, Self said, simply improved as the season went on. Agbahi adds... Most outstanding player of the Final Four to his All-American title. McCormick played toe-to-toe with North Carolina's double-double machine, Baycott. The Kansas big man backed in to make a bucket for a 70-69 lead with 122 left. On the ensuring possession, Baycott hurt his ankle. That was bad. I felt so bad for the guy. Here, the, the game before he had done it, he was able to come back in. This one looked even worse, and he was done. There was no returning from this one. But anyways, Baycott hurts his ankle. That opened it up for McCormick to seal the game with another close-range shot. This one over the less sturdy Carolina defender, Brady Manick, who did all he could, but it was just, he's too little, McCormick's too big. He took full advantage of it. 
He said, Coach called the play and said, we're going to throw it inside. We have trust in you and faith that you're going to deliver and get us a basket, McCormick said. I just prevailed. I made the basket happen. I appreciate them for allowing me to have that opportunity. And Kansas appreciates him. The victory won't completely erase trouble that could be brewing back in Lawrence. There's an NCAA investigation hovering over this program, and the potential for serious penalties did not make this Kansas run any easier. But for now, it's time to celebrate. So Rock Chalk Jayhawk, hats off to the Kansas Jayhawks for winning the 2022 NCAA National Tournament. It's been a great March Madness, and I feel like there's no better way to end it than this. That's going to do it for another episode of Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis Harrison, signing off.